to Camp Springwood. Who's ready for the best summer ever? Alright, tonight's the night. Tonight, I will become a legend. Someday soon, when anyone hears the name Arnold, a little shiver will run up their spine. Perfect. I'm just gonna keep my name. No need to change it. Jason is a normal name. Freddy is a normal name. Michael is a normal name. So why not Arnold? The nearest cabin to where Arnold is currently hiding in the bushes is Cabin B, one of the older girls' bunk at Camp Springwood. It's nine o'clock. Teenagers all around the camp are getting ready for bed. Arnold continues to watch as two girls, Pam and Tiffany, leave from the shower room and head towards Cabin B. That's right! I'm Arnold Peabody, the summer camp killer! <laughs> Tiffany and Pam simultaneously shoot a glance in the direction where Arnold is hiding. Did you hear that? What is it? I thought I heard something coming from, from over there, in the bushes. Jesus, Tiffany, did Jacob's campfire stories get to you? What, are you 13? <laughs> Shut up. Tiffany and Pam head into the cabin while Arnold watches. Crap. Arnold is talking to himself again. He has a bad habit of doing that. Most of the time it's pretty manageable, except when he gets excited. And right now, Arnold was very excited. Not in any kind of creepy way. <laughs> he wasn't interested in that. No, he just wants to kill people. Even his desire to commit murder isn't for the reason you think it is. Really, in the end, Arnold just wants to be famous. But he doesn't consider himself talented, business savvy, or anything else that might accomplish the goal without resorting to drastic measures. God, don't be an idiot. Listen me, you better not screw this up for me. Arnold decides he needs to take a different tactic. After all, he wants to cover all of the horror movie tropes, which means he should probably save the girl's cabin for the end. Every last battle is a fight with the final girl. Honestly, Arnold doesn't even care if he wins. In fact, he would rather be killed in a spectacular fashion. A few minutes later, Arnold arrives at the lake. There is a pier and a rack of canoes a couple hundred feet away. A lowly camp counselor moves about the area, picking up oars and other equipment left by the campers. Arnold slows his pace like an animal on the hunt. Yeah, a lake. That's perfect for my first kill. A lot of horror movies have cool lake scenes. And looky here, there's my will-be victim just waiting for me to pop out of the shadows. <laughs> this is so boss. Arnold is only a few feet away now. He pulls out his sharpened trowel kept in a holster on his belt. That's right, you heard me. The man sharpened a trowel to a razor's edge. There was no tactical reason. Like everything else, he did it to be different. Here we go. Hiya! Suddenly, and in one fluid motion, the camp counselor turns around and throws something at Arnold. Ah, dude, really? Yeah? You were about to attack me, right? No. Are you kidding me? You're so lying. No, I'm not. You're holding a sharpened trowel. Well, well, you're a trowel. Arnold was never really known for thinking quickly on his feet. Planning is difficult for him. Still, Arnold knows he has to do something. With the grace of a blind donkey, Arnold pulls the knife out of his foot and throws it at Lorenzo. It spins in awkward directions before finally the hilt strikes him harmlessly in the chest, then it falls to the ground. 
Wow. Shut up. Oh, this is priceless. There's no point in calling the cops. The nearest police station is more than- More than an hour away? I know. I know. Did you ever wonder why that is? Huh? Nothing, nothing. Just forget it. Forget you, man. Let's do this. Fight to the death right now. Come on. This isn't very slasher movie of you. That is what you're going for, right? I'm gonna get back to that as soon as you stop messing with the plan, okay? Arnold lunges at him, swinging his trowel like a windmill as he moves. Lorenzo is unconcerned. He quickly sidesteps out of the way and trips Arnold. Arnold stumbles over and lands on an oar vicariously balanced on a nearby canoe. As dumb luck would have it, all of Arnold's weight hits the oar on one end, launching it into the air. It rapidly spins a few times before clocking Lorenzo directly on top of the head. Ugh. He falls to the ground unconscious. No! Arnold gets to his feet, brushes himself off, and heads over to examine Lorenzo. Come on! Meanwhile, in cabin J, a group of young men are getting ready for bed. Jacob, Brennan, and Ron are playing a game of cards on the floor in the center of the cabin. Uh, you have any nines? No? So, Jacob, what's the deal with you and Tiffany? What are you talking about? He saw you and Tiffany making out behind the archery range. Dude! What? I don't have time for your stupid games. Just tell him what you want already and save us all the bamble. <laughs> what is it? Brennan gives Ron a dirty look before answering Jacob. Well, well, you know that, that girl Tiffany's always hanging around with? Pam. Right. Well, I was kind of hoping you could hook it up. You, you know... Ask Tiff to put in a good word. Well, I'll tell you what, Brennan, my boy. I was planning on sneaking over to Cabin B a little later tonight. How did you talk the other girls into not ratting you out? Jacob glances around to make sure none of the other guys are paying attention. He reaches into his pillowcase and pulls out a large bottle of liquor. There's no label, but judging by the color, it is either vodka or gin. Holy crap, man! Right? I had to trade my Ontario MK3 for it, but if I get any action tonight, it'll all be worth it. By this time, Arnold has successfully tied Lorenzo up, using one of the old ropes meant to keep the boats from floating off. Ah. Uh-huh. Huh. It's good. That should do it. Arnold bends over and picks up the still unconscious Lorenzo. He walks over to the canoe he placed on the shore and he tosses the man in. <laughs> Uh, uh. Hey, what's the big idea? Arnold ignores Lorenzo. He just puts his foot on the edge of the boat and kicks it off into the water. Oh, I see. You're not mad enough to take me out. No, that's not it. You were just unconscious. It's not like I'm going to get any serial killer cred just for stabbing some passed out guy. But I'm not passed out. So pull me in and let's finish this. Yeah, but I already spent like 20 minutes tying you up, and I had to go find the rope and all that, and it was this whole thing. I don't think so. Serial killers don't leave people tied up! Oh, I'll come back for you. Trust me. It will be brutal. Arnold turns around, running off back to the main part of the campground, leaving Lorenzo to helplessly float away. Wussy! You're such a weak little wuss! Bye! Remember campers. 
Any camper caught out past curfew will face immediate corporal punishment. Hey, Tiff. It's me, Jacob. Brandon and Ron are with me. Tiffany's bed is right below the window. When she hears Jacob's voice, she pops up to greet him. Hey, guys. What took you so long? <laughs> Starting to think you chickened out. Sorry, we had to talk Brennan into coming with us. You'd think the guy was afraid of facing a firing squad or something. Uh, hey, hey, Pam. Hi, Brennan. Oh, hi, Ron. Hello yourself there, Ron. Pam and Tiffany can't help but laugh at Ron's stupidity when suddenly one of the other girls flips the light switch. The whole cabin is illuminated. Um, what are you guys doing? Didn't Tiffany tell you? Yeah. She said the three of you were bringing some booze by, not sneaking in the window like a couple prowlers and waking us all up. We didn't want to be spotted. There are cameras all over this place. They totally saw you. There's nothing that goes on around here that the big man doesn't know about. Jacob hands the bottle to Tiffany. Well, they already know that the boys are here, then we're already in trouble. So, let's get this party started before it's shut down. Yeah, let's take some shots. Arnold is standing outside of the medical cabin, watching Nurse Gibble sitting at her desk finishing up some paperwork. I am darkness. I am fury. I am the shadow of death falling upon this place of false joy and merriment. Arnold the melodramatic gets ready for his big move. This one he's practiced. Suddenly, and with a surprisingly high amount of skill, Arnold dives through the window, shattering the glass as he enters the medical cabin. As soon as he hits the ground, Arnold rolls before gracefully jumping back to his feet. The nurse responds to his sudden arrival as you might expect her to. She jumps away from her desk and quickly moves to the far wall, putting her back to it. Oh, what? What are you? Uh, You're not supposed to be here! Arnold smiles. This is what he wants! Finally! A true horror movie kill! He tries to savor the moment as he steps closer and closer. Ah! Nurse Gibbles grabs her chest. Arnold stops dead in his tracks. No! Nurse Gibbles falls to one knee. Ah! No! She falls to the other knee. Ah! No! Finally, the woman falls flat on her face, dead from a sudden heart attack. In the end, this overweight, over 50, chronic arthritis-ridden woman turned out to be stronger than our would-be serial killer. Hey, screw you, man. Are you talking to me? Yeah, I'm sick of all this attitude. Of all the voices in my head, you are by far the judgiest. Hey, I'm just trying to make it clear to the listeners what's going on. Listeners? What listeners? Why, everyone else in your head, silly. Oh, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, those guys do like to listen. So how about we get back to it then? Will you quit giving me such a hard time? No promises. <sighs> On the other side of camp, under cabin B, in a secret surveillance bunker, two high-ranking military officials watch the events that have just transpired in the medical cabin. They review the entire tape, from when Arnold enters, the nurse having her heart attack, then Arnold leaving in frustration shortly after. Ugh, shame. What? The nurse? I wouldn't feel too bad. She was on her way out anyway. <laughs> Jeez, Blum. And folks around here say I'm the cold-hearted one. How would you like us to proceed, General? General Shaw takes a moment before hitting a few buttons on the keyboard. 
the video replays, starting at the moment Arnold enters. After reviewing the tape for a second time, the general turns his attention to an adjacent monitor, showing the campers partying above in cabin B. Sir? Let him run around. I want to see how this all plays out. Do you really think that's wise? Ah, hell. Serves them kids right for disobeying orders in the first place. Bottom line is, if they can't handle the situation, then they shouldn't be here. Am I right? Yes, sir. Arnold is more frustrated than he's been all night. He strolls aimlessly through the campground with a clear chip on his shoulder. He is a man who has no idea where he's going, both literally and figuratively. I do know where I'm going. Oh yeah? Where is that? I'm going back to that first cabin I was watching. I should have hit that place first instead of second guessing myself. So, you're going after the final girl before you've even claimed your first victim. Well, what about that guy I threw in the canoe? Oh sure, yeah. Let's see how he's doing. I'm so bored. I'm really, really bored. I'm super duper really, really, really bored. Soon I'll be found, and that'll be sweet. Then I'm gonna make that twat kiss my stinky feet. <laughs> stinky feet. Man, I'm such a genius. <laughs> he called you a twat. Arnold? Oh, right. I can't travel with you. Duh. Hey, Arnold. He called you a twat. He's a twat! Oh, wow. How did you make it back to Cabin B so fast? I walked over while you were checking on that other camp counselor jerk. Hey, do you ever find it strange that you can just go off and do your own thing without me being there? Honestly, I try not to think about it. When you're a disembodied extension of someone else's consciousness, that train of thought will send me into an existential crisis. You mean me? What? That train of thought will send me into an existential crisis? Not you. You don't really exist, remember? See, that's what I'm talking about. Can we just drop it? Sure thing. At that exact moment, the party in Cabin B is in full swing. Come on, shots, 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 Come on. <laughs> oh my gosh, Brennan, there's only one bottle. Not yes. everyone's going to get a Party shot. <laughs> Woo! Woo! I'll take a shot. I'll take Who's a shot. Oh this song. Yo, this is my song. song Come dance Brandon, with me. Any worry about being caught drinking has long passed. Suddenly, thick metal shutters slam all over the windows and the cabin door. Did General Shaw just initiate a lockdown? I think so. Crap. That's when the floor starts to open up, revealing a hidden metal hatch. Soon, that too was moving. A small one-person elevator, about the size of a phone booth, raises up from the hatch until it is fully realized. Standing like a monolith in the middle of cabin B. The man standing in the elevator is none other than General Shaw. Everyone in the cabin immediately stands at attention. Shaw leaves the elevator and begins pacing around the cabin, looking over his flock. I see you've all decided to have a bit of a celebration. May I ask what the occasion is? Sir, I'm the one responsible, sir. Shaw smiles and reaches into his pocket. Is that so, Mr. Alonso? He pulls out a small remote control and presses a button. What seemed to be 10,000 volts starts passing through Ron's body. He shakes uncontrollably for a few seconds. As soon as the voltage stops, he falls to the floor. Patches of smoke seep out of him. Sir, you, you killed him. 
No, I didn't kill him. The neural taser is set for a stun. Shaw looks at the remote in his hand again, only to find that it was actually set to kill. Oh, it looks like I'm gonna have to throw a couple of whoopsie daisies on his grave. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry that, that is hilarious. Well, now they have some kind of security shutters engaged? What's going on in there? I can't tell you that. It's against the rules. God, I hate you. At that very moment, General Shaw marches out of Cabin B. I am just so confused. Arnold was confused. Hey, you. Over there in the bushes. Why don't you come out already? Let's talk. A moment passes before Arnold steps out to face General Shaw. He emerges from his hiding place and heads over to the man. Who are you? All you need to know is I'm the man in charge here. You do know what here is, don't you? Camp Springwood? The camp is a cover for a secret government project to make the next living weapon. Super soldiers, to be exact. Seriously? Ugh, nothing has gone right tonight. This is ridiculous. What exactly do you want? I want to be the next summer camp killer. Shah just laughs. <laughs> well, then where's your hockey mask? I don't need it. I've got my own thing going on. Well, I'll tell you what. I have a proposal for you that might serve both of our needs. You see, a few of my cadets here have decided to ignore regulations and have themselves a little soiree. Your arrival tonight proves to be a great example for a very valuable lesson. When you let your guard down, that's when you'll be attacked. Shaw turns his attention back to the cabin. Ms. Lentz, would you be so kind as to join us? Sir. Now I can't let you dispatch too many of my kids. Uncle Sam has put a lot of funding into this project. You understand. But I'll give you the chance to take down one. Tiffany here is ranked a 9.5 in hand-to-hand -hand combat. I assume with the amount she had to drink tonight, that's probably down to about a 7. But the truth is, that's just a guess. And I don't like guessing. Let's find out, shall we? Fine. I'm going to kill someone tonight, even if it kills me. Spoken like a true madman. Shaw steps out of the way, making a big show of it, like a host introducing the next act. Tiffany steps up and gets into a fighting stance. Arnold faces off with her. You may begin. Tiffany charges at Arnold, anticipating that she would make the first move. The sharpened trowel was out and ready to taste blood. He holds the weapon in his fist with the blade pointed down. Say what you want about Arnold, he might be crazy, but he does have some idea of what he's doing. About a foot before reaching him, Tiffany slides like a baseball player trying to steal home right through his legs. Arnold stabs down with the trowel, missing Tiffany by more than a foot as she passes. She pops back up onto her feet behind him. Arnold is still bent over, in the middle of realizing that he missed his target. Tiffany kicks him in the butt, and he face plants into the dirt. Oh. Oh. Agile, isn't she? Killer. Arnold looks up at General Shaw with fiery hatred in his eyes. Arnold gets back up and moves towards Tiffany. When he gets close, he swings the blade down with his left hand, as if intending to stab into her shoulder. She sees this coming and avoids it. Unfortunately for her, Arnold 
has other plans. The move is a fake out. Right before the trowel was about to make contact, he lets go of her weapon and catches it with his right hand, waiting at waist level. Once the switch is made, he plunges the trowel deep into Tiffany's belly. A look of shock spreads across her face. She stumbles backwards, unconsciously putting a hand over her stomach wound. General Shaw says nothing as he watches stoically. Arnold can't help himself. He has to celebrate. Oh yeah, that's right. Can't stop this killer straight from the underground. Arnold dances around like an idiot for a few seconds until he notices nobody else is reacting. Sensing something might be wrong, he looks over at Tiffany, who is still standing nearby, holding her belly. Something is definitely wrong. Tiffany was no longer afraid. In fact, she looked downright gleeful. Oh, crap. Tiffany removes her hand. The attack has left her shirt ripped, exposing her midsection. The wound Arnold has just made with the trowel was about completely healed over. <laughs> Sorry. No fair. You can't do that. That's not allowed. You're cheating. This whole thing is a stupid cheat. If you think that's good, just wait and see what else she can do. Screw this! Arnold suddenly bolts to the right, running as fast as he can in an attempt to escape the madness that is Camp Springwood. Shaw watches him go for a few seconds before turning to Tiffany. Finish it. Tiffany smiles and turns toward the now empty medical cabin. Her face goes flush with concentration as she begins to telekinetically lift it from its foundation. Concrete crumbles, boards crack, plumbing bursts, and the cabin lifts off the ground. Once it is airborne, Tiffany points at it, then directs her finger across the sky and towards Arnold. As if being thrown by an unseen giant, the medical cabin soars through the air, following the same path she just laid out for it. Both Tiffany and Shock can just make out Arnold in the distance as the cabin comes crashing down on top of him. Nice job, soldier. Thank you, sir. Arnold is dead. Although I've heard the brain can stay active for a few minutes after death. Just long enough for me to finish this story. So if anyone out there was going to question the logic of this point, don't. We covered it. Anyway, while Arnold was being crushed by the cabin, Lorenzo is still tied up floating in his canoe. When he hears the crash, he laughs to himself. Of course, Lorenzo <laughs> knew what was going on the whole time. He was pretty sure General Shaw would get one of the telepaths to take Arnold out. He was just sad he didn't get to see it up close. Oh, what a fool. That poor guy never saw it coming. Lorenzo goes into a full-on laughing fit. He kicks his legs as he rolls around <laughs> in hysterics. For the briefest of moments, it looks like Lorenzo is going to be all right. Unfortunately, his final kick managed to knock a hole in the bottom of the canoe. The old rotting wood was no match for the heel of his military-issued combat boot. Oh, well this sucks. Now see, there you go. Rest easy, Arnold. Looks like you managed to kill somebody after all. Sort of. Thank you for listening to Tattered Tales. Summer Camp Killer is produced by Nagano Press Studios and Spooky Castle Productions. Lizzie Wakefield 
and Rick Lug. Written by Joe Wakefield. Directed by Willie Fisher. Sound by Luke Fisher. Starring Cody Allen as Arnold. Elizabeth McMahon-Flack as the narrator. Emma Golub as Tiffany Lentz. Lily Fisher as Pam. Garth Sodotani as Lorenzo. Ryan Lang as Brennan. Quincy Bramer as Jacob. Luke Fisher as Ron. Jasmine Day as Marie. Julia Lynn as Nurse Gibbles. Fernando Alexander as General Shaw. And Alex Killian as Lieutenant Bloom. Music by Maxwell Treader. <laughs>